Welcome to the Startups Roundtable podcast, where we discuss the science and art of startups with founders and the broader startup community. I'm Tony Hackett, and I've spent over a third of my B2B sales career either working for early stage startups or as a go-to-market and social selling mentor for founders and their teams. In each episode, we will explore various topics, including decision-making, team-building, and growth strategies. Before we meet today's guest, I'd like to start with an acknowledgement of country. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we meet. Here in Sydney, it's the Gadigal people. We pay respect to elders past, present and emerging and extend our respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people attending today. So Jamid, thank you so much for joining me today. I must say, when I look at the business that you have started, this marketplace being able to serve two sides of the, the services, professional service, consulting services universe. There is complexity in that. And for you to be able to tackle that to the ground and try and bring simplicity to it is something that absolutely caught my attention. So it'd be fantastic. First of all, could I ask you to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're up to right now? Oh, thanks, Tony, for having me on this uh, show. It's, uh, it's been fantastic. And uh, I've listened to so many of uh, the great founders on your podcast and it's a great uh, to hear those stories and I just uh, it's a chance for me to share my story well uh, about myself I'm a business consultant uh, by profession and uh, that's I had a small business consulting firm uh, which I started six years ago and uh, working in the industry and seeing the challenges of small businesses and startups uh, are, are facing in the industry where what challenges they are and the accessibility of the businesses, uh, of the consultants to the businesses, and then vice versa, and for the consultants to the businesses. And that's what led me to start this uh, marketplace, consulting consulting marketplace, right? Where we have two sides. One ha- one side is the consultants. Consultants are the uh, consulting firms. And on the other side, we have the businesses, which, uh, which are startups, small businesses, or medium enterprises as well. Since the start, which was uh, early 2020, and then right after that, we were in a pandemic in Melbourne. We had a long that lockdown, and then initially I thought that it wasn't the right decision to do it. Uh, but uh, as we as we move, you know, and navigate from month to month, I saw there was a lot of interest from, especially from the uh, the supply side, from the consultants. A lot of people were leaving the jobs. I think at that time there was this uh, there was way going. We started in America was the uh, the Great Resignation, and then there was a bit of an impact in uh, in Australia as well. So so a lot of people were leaving jobs, uh, especially uh, from the corporate world. They were you know sick and tired of working nine to five and working that stressful life. That then um, a lot of those people basically came to our platform as independent consultants, and which was I think which was a big uh, great achievement. So far we have around five hundred consultants registered uh, which includes consulting firms as well and we have we have served 50 plus uh, clients uh, businesses and then it has been fantastic 500 you say it like it's very matter of fact as soon as you said 500 i was winding my thinking back to two and a half years ago pre-covid and what it felt like then and talk about how your business has grown almost feels like the wrong question but how you've helped your customers grow across that time. Could you maybe share some of the challenges that appeared before you and how you've taken them on over the last couple of years? Marketplaces are very hard to run because you need to bring a buyer and a seller at your marketplace and then where they can do the transaction. That has always been hard for the marketplaces. 
and then it wasn't any different to our you know to consult experts but we had this uh, it was a it was a blessing in disguise as i mentioned earlier uh covid right so supply side we we were blessed with the supply side now only only side work we only had to work on the uh, on the demand side so our focus was not the supply side that much as it was the demand side so we got businesses onto our platform and you know try initially it was it was more a manual work uh, we picked up consultants uh, literally handpicked and then where uh, and then we were matching them to the uh, the requirements that businesses had and we were matching some some of them went on the platform and some of them went off the platform so we just wanted to keep it running but there were not huge engagements i wouldn't say they were like you know the thousands of thousands starting there were like a, you know a few hundred advisory calls someone needs a help in some startup needs a help in they're not sure how to do say for example a run a marketing campaign or they're not sure about the clarity of the business or vision or mission so we had these consultants so they used to book a call with them and get that clarity because these people they have worked in the industry for about 30 40 years some of them and then they have so much of knowledge and they are eager to share the knowledge with the uh, with the people so that supply side um demand side sorry demand side was a bit of a challenge and in which which still is uh, we are trying to bring more and more businesses onto the platform now to to get the matching process done so our our focus for the next couple of years is to make it more ai driven right where we're going to have the artificial intelligence uh, doing the matching but we also want to have that touch which we always will have the human touch given the small number of uh, expert community as compared to other platforms where there are thousands and thousands and then small business community we still use that human touch but then we're not ignoring the fact that as we move we grow that the ai part will become the huge and that will become the turning point at some point yeah at some stage a lot of automation benefits obviously come from ai i'd like to come back to the technology discussion in a moment but brand is absolutely dead center to your ability to attract and retain and creating that brand it's it's still the human touch isn't it that's true yeah yeah absolutely do you find that uh, there's a particular industry that is is being drawn to your marketplace more than others or is it more a horizontal that was the initial plan to uh, to look into the one particular industry and then we our our focus initially was the um, supply chain where there was a huge you know the issues in the in the initial but but then as i said that marketplaces are very you know the the supply demands the, su- the supply dictates the uh, the demand as we had these experts coming onto the board and they were coming from a variety of fields and we don't want to say no to them and of course there were there were experts in the area that we do have a i just want to uh, mention here we have a vetting process in place so we do go through a couple of stages uh, with uh, the uh, with the experts to make sure that they're the real experts in the area and then after that they uh, they can join the platform but they came from the different you know different different areas so then what happened is we we start uh, exploring the other uh, industries you know it could be uh, it could be retail we had some clients uh, from retail we have some clients from uh, the construction uh, m and clients uh, in different area hospitality technology like ai ai robotics and also so we worked with variety it's a it's an interesting challenge that you you take on because i think about the ability for somebody to bring their expertise face-to-face with a, a potential employer or a potential contract. And then COVID accelerating, maybe the, the need 
or the demand for what you're bringing to the market in the marketplace. So there's this interesting convergence and timing opportunity. But at the same time, the buyers, they're maybe not at the same point as you are, as quickly as you are. Is there an education process you're needing to take potential customers through for them to go, okay, now I understand this is this is how I can get the greatest value out of working with consult experts in their marketplace? There is, and then that's what that's the part where we're trying to uh, automate as much as we can. Uh, the requirements we want to make clear that we want to make sure that the clients uh, they give us the requirements which are very clear to the consultant. Uh, in some cases, we have some clients they just send us an email saying that we are looking for this, and and that's with the consultants who we have already built a relationship. Um, they send us an email saying that this is the requirement or it could be it could be a couple of lines and we're looking for someone like this. So for example, they're looking for a developer or the Python developer. Now, we don't have the exact requirements, but we know that we have 10 or 20 people uh, who are the developers, right? So what we do is we shortlist those people and we send that list or saying that, or is this something that uh, you'll be interested in? Or, because all the... Uh, Experts they have had their resume or have their profile built on our platform. So for them, it's a matter of you know they just go to the list and they just select a one or two for the interview. Uh, but what happened is that so that's why we emphasize on this thing when the experts come on the platform, we may, we, want, we push them that you should complete your profile right as much as you want. And we are also in the process of um, introducing the video profile. So why the people, where the, where the experts can come and they can uh, basically record themselves, give a pitch, and then that, that pitch will act as their uh, digital resume or the, you know, the resume. Uh, with the, uh, with the businesses, yes, there is a bit of a, there's a lot of education, but then, uh, the, there's a, there's a lot of freelancing platforms out there, which is businesses are using, and that has played a huge role. Uh, for us and that has make our uh, life easier or job easier because now they know that how they work and now when they come to us and they they exactly know how to do it and what to do and post a job and you know get the requirements and all those kind of things so it's not it's not like an uber they have to start everything there was no other uber before so it's like a play which is only there people know about it so our job is somehow up streamlined the whole process has been streamlined yes I'm glad you raised the point about the freelancing uh, platforms that are out there because when I look at them and the way I consider them and consider what it is that you have brought to the market, they are very transactional, whereas it feels to me as though you're about creating the relationships on both sides of the marketplace. You're looking to sustain relationships not just to start and close out the transaction, recognizing that that's a part of business, but so many of these other marketplaces or platforms give no regard to the sustaining of relationship. All our experts and businesses who work with us, they know us. There's no one that who has come to the platform, post a job and hired someone and that's it. All of them, they know us, who we are, even the experts. And they know someone from the company who they have, they are in touch with or who they have the, you know, the personal emails or phone numbers. So the human touch, as I said earlier, the human touch is that is the, uh, the most important aspect to build a brand and to build a business. There's one of your core values I really wanted to bring in our to, into our discussion today, and that was around diversity. It is something that is important to all of us, and we all have a responsibility. I'd love to get your perspective on that as you see it through the, the marketplace lens of consult experts and maybe some messages that you would like to share or some considerations you would like to share. 
So with diversity, uh, we have been very big on that. All three co-founders, we came from different backgrounds, first of all, different nationalities. And we also uh, come from the different backgrounds in terms of the skills. That is obviously something that we want to focus, want to make sure that even if we hire people, we want to have the diversity part there as well. You know, whether it's gender or whether it's the uh, nationality, the, uh, the background, or whether it's the skills, right? So we tend to uh, work around all those kind of things. And then when it comes to the when it comes to the experts uh, on our platform we have a lot of actually women who are coming now uh try you know who, who want to be the independent consultants and uh, recently we had this chat with someone that you know we were just we were just having this discussion that you know there is there's a bit of a crunch in the market at the moment why can we get more consultants you know in some some areas where you can't find people so for example it is literally not, not not many people around but then this uh this discussion came around that why don't you uh you know bring on the um the women who have been on the maternity or who are on the maternity leave at the moment they have skills but uh, they just want to work maybe a couple of hours a day or a couple of hours a week so that's something that which is still there which we want to uh, work on uh, that might be something that which will help us to and that was also the national debate as well so to bring those, they are around, they say around half a million uh, women, they come to the workforce and they can fulfill the requirements. Yeah, so diversity, diversity is our, it's, it's one of our core values and one of the pillars uh, of uh, organization. I'm so glad that it is uh, not just spoken about, but it is a core value of your business. There is a lot to be said for helping and to helping people recognize that they have not lost value because they've been out of the marketplace for a period of time and that they should still have the confidence to participate and to lead they had before they moved out of the marketplace. So I'm so glad that that is important to you as well. I'm curious to understand as a business, so as a team of co-founders, you mentioned the two other co-founders, how have you changed as a team and the way that you make decisions now to a year or two years ago? When I was myself running a consulting business, at that time, it was completely different. I was uh, all by myself. I will take a right. One thing uh, One thing that my team uh, likes about me is that I'm a very fast decision maker. So I don't, I don't sit on a decision for a long I think that's also true for the startups and startups have to be like that. They can't sit on a decision for long as the corporates do. We have to move. We have to be agile. Uh, we call it uh, make a fast decision, be agile and fail faster as well. Right? If it doesn't work, we just have to ditch it and keep moving. Then my, my mindset was completely different because it was completely me. I don't have no one has to ask questions. Oh, what? You know, why did you take a decision, this thing, and why it has this impact and that impact? But now, when I'm taking a decision, I have to ask my co-founders, hey, what do you think about it? I can't, I can't just say that, look, I have taken a decision and that's it. Because uh, that means that I'm taking the ownership of that as well. And which, 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 which obviously I'm taking when I, when I take any decision. But then this time, there is the two other opinions or two other uh, eyes or two other more, uh, you know, the experiences I have there. So who give me the different perspective, which probably I don't, you know, I don't see sometimes. It's a challenge to actually work in teams and work out how we work best in teams. Do you find that you lean uh, more to data now than you did maybe two years ago and versus that that intuition or that experience? Don't know how best to to draw this in a graph, but could you speak to the role of data for you in your decision making? We use data a lot, actually, 
right? In our case, I also teach uh, business management. So this is uh, something that I always tell my students that, look, this is uh, before the decision making was all based on the experience and on the on the intuition, right? But now the decision making is why this why so these businesses or startups are so successful now because it decision making is all based on the data you have now so many free tools like google analytics and you know the other tools which give you so much information and uh, and then that data is readily available if you have you know if you can uh, keep track of this and this will this will help you how to navigate in the market now decision making is i would say 90 percent um, accurate a uh, 10% only is considered where you say that it's either experience or it's whether intuition you know all those kind of things but then data, it plays a huge role. And do the three of your co-founders uh, sit as comfortably with the data or do you find that there are different perspectives there as well that come into your group decision-making? So what we do is we put uh, everything on the boat and then uh, see from there what does it look like and what which which way do you think uh, we should go and which not. When everything's clear, then decision-making is easier. When And say, so for example, all the data is with me and I'm seeing this from one side and then others cannot see that, then obviously there's a conflict. Tell me, what do you enjoy most about being a co-founder? What's the, the greatest joy for you? First thing is I've got other eyes on the business as well. So when I was a, being a consultant, what basically consultants do, right? The consultants, most of the time, what do they do is they tend to be the external eyes for the business, right? So they, they bring in different perspective. Uh, to the business and that's how they can tell a business or business person that hey this is what you are missing because that manager or that business owner is so getting you know getting so myopic into the business they can't see the bigger picture they can't see the outer walls of the business now this consultant comes and and he sees very clearly because he's coming from outside and then for me it's the same thing uh, having the co-founders with different skill sets is a similar kind of a situation. It, they tell you, they sometimes give you that the, uh, the other picture which you can't see, other side of the business, yeah. If I could ask you the other side of the what brings you joy, if you were to think about the parts of your role that are just hard work for you, maybe they're not in your wheelhouse as such, uh, there's some practices or lessons that you would share about how to make sure that Procrastination doesn't become part of your life, but how you still work through the hard bits. It's a passion. That's the that's the one thing that always keeps me going. Uh, and uh, procrastination, look, it's it is there, but then there's always something that uh, which keeps on pushing you, and that's uh, that's that's a responsibility. I, mean, I would I would say as a uh, you know a co-founder and the CEO of the organization, I have more responsibilities because uh, my co-founders look at me. They just when they have to make a decision, they uh, they come to me and then we discuss together. And they they want that answer from me. That is that that could be a difficult part as well because sometimes I have to take a decision whether it's right or it's wrong. But I have to take it. I can't wait for days and days uh, sit on it and you know, think about it. But the joy, as I said, is the is a passion, right? Just that's something that every morning when I get up, I open my laptop. Uh, that's basically because of my passion. Uh, I got kids around. I'm playing with them as well, and then I just. Uh, I'm working. I'm working as well. So, so that's a passion. You don't do that when you are working for someone for nine, you know, nine to five. Uh, if you are just in that, if we just get into that comfort zone. So, the passion, I think, I think it's really important uh, in a business. The uh, the other thing which I want to mention here is the money part, right? So, a lot of businesses uh, who I have worked with, uh, who I have helped, 
and uh, and who we're working with. Uh, I think we we have seen that there's a very important thing being a business person. If you want to scale a business, there's a one thing that the money should not be the priority. Money is, that's the important thing because that's what you do in a business, right? Money, but that should not be the top priority. I think the top priority, that's, that's what we changed and, and it, it, it really helped us. We put everything, we put help in the middle of everything, right? If you are, if you're literally trying to help someone, money will flow in. But if the money is the only, that's the only priority, then what happens is all the decision making, they become, you know, uh, most cases you take the wrong decisions because it just focuses on one thing. So I think that's the that's the that's a big lesson learned, which I which uh, which I learned throughout this you know a couple of years. It makes a lot of sense the way you explain it, and that is there will be things that are difficult to do, but if it's as a component of your passion, then the passion will always keep bringing you through. It'll give you the energy, it'll give you the drive, and you just keep focusing to that. There's one thing that also that caught my attention. Uh, the monetization, so how the way you go about charging and the like. And I thought it was really interesting. Could I just ask you to maybe just give a, an explanation of that and how you landed on that as your approach? For a business model uh, and for our um, pricing model, I would say, right, our, uh, how we charge and how we make money, that's what a lot of people ask us these questions. So, so if, if you're trying to help, so how you, how you guys make money? So look, we charge... We charge, uh, we charge experts and we charge at the businesses as well. That's how our model works because we, we, we have to run our activities. We charge 10%, which is the lowest in the market. And I think uh, there's no other freelancing platform which charges I think, below uh, 10%. Uh, so we charge 10% to experts, whatever the job they do. And then we charge 10% to businesses uh, on the top of the expert fee. And in some cases, uh, if it is if it is a project goes uh, beyond uh, 10K, 20k then the obviously percentage goes down so that's our that's our the top range what we're charging and then we have uh we have three sides of the business so one is uh where the businesses come in they hire experts and then we have the other side where the experts are who apply for the jobs and get hired and we have the third side where they are just consulting firms so consulting firms they can list their firms, their consulting uh, business on our website, which we call the uh, the business listing, where they pay the um, subscription fee month to month. And then what happens in that case, they don't pay that fees to us, which is 10%. They just pay the subscription fee and then they get whatever the client they can land on from our website uh, they can work with them outside there's no problem at all it's just that it's just that uh, monthly fees uh, that pay so this is this is what we are trying to this is uh, the three things what we're trying to merge together it's expressed really well on, on your side as well it sounded very straightforward and in fact elegant I, I liked it a lot if you were to look into the medium term where do you see the marketplace moving to what's the what's the plan what's the trajectory Look, I would say that marketplaces uh, will be there for a long time, and that's everything is now. All businesses that are scaling at the moment is marketplace, whether it's Amazon, whether it's the you know the the uh, freelancing platform, or whether it's the other places. There are so many places now. Everything is whether it's a designing people looking for a design like a Canva and all. So marketplaces are, I think, that is the that's the new way, uh, and it is. It, it, they're going to go now the ai is coming into you know uh, into the play it's uh, it's making them more effective both businesses and the the experts uh, now are looking for something really fast now you would have seen that the people are now leaving the nine to five job they want to work on their own terms and more and more 
people in Australia are now freelancing than ever before. And this work from home or remotely has played a huge part in it. Now people can be anywhere in the world and they can still earn money and they can and they can work from anywhere, right? So freelancing platforms are a great place for them. And for the businesses, having the requirements for having the requirements and bring someone really fast. Um, other other thing what we what we focus on is the fast hire. Right. We don't want people, you know, the businesses they post on, they post job on the seek.com or at LinkedIn.com and it, and they get 50, 60, 70 applicants uh, sometimes and they have to go through the whole process. Right. They have to do the whole scanning and selection and, you know, the interviews and all those kind of things. Then they get to know, you know, they get to choose one or two people. So what we do is how we are different is what we do is we just, we have already done that hard yards for them. Right. We have done the whole thing for them. We have, we have, we have found people who are real experts, vetting process, and we have made sure that, you know, we don't give them thousands of applicants. We give them the maximum five applicants who fit the criteria. And then out of five who have been handpicked, who are experts in the area, who have been checked, only thing what they have to do is they have to do the onboarding and which in the future we're going to work with the companies as well to, to, to align that onboarding with us. Now, the onboarding, what they had to do is, and that's the only thing, which makes me think that, and which makes me believe that this is this is how it's going to go, how it's going to work in the future, because uh, fast is something that people want, right? The money, time, they say times, uh, times money. As as faster you go, as faster you can hire, more money businesses can save. And a wonderful part of differentiation that you're attaching your brand and your growth to being able to produce those five that are shortlisted, that are of value, rather than the 10 to 50 to 100 that come through a marketplace. So I love that. It's a great combination of, we touched on lightly before about the technology, but still that human element. It's the combination of the two that's going to make the difference. Jamit, I wonder if in closing, I could ask you to share some comments and experiences around mentors and coaches. And if someone was listening to this, trying to pick up a tip on how to maybe go and look for a, a mentor or coach and how you would suggest that they make that decision or work through that decision. If you're a startup or if you are a small business and you're looking for a mentor, there's so many places you can go these days and pick up the best people in the industry. But there's other way as well. If you want someone, if you if you want, as as I, as I gave the example earlier, if you don't want to go through all that, uh, you know, the, uh, the research process, uh, the consult experts is basically the place where we have all those. We have so many, you know, uh, business coaches and consultants. Like as I said, we got 500 plus uh, experts registered uh, now. Uh, you you definitely will find someone that who can uh, who can help your business needs. Uh, now, if if that's the please get in touch with us and we can help you. Or you can always drop an email or or connect. The best is connect on a LinkedIn and and then we'll be we'll be able to assist. Jamit, thanks for taking the time today. It's wonderful to hear the consult expert's story, and I'm very excited for your future. I think that the the timing of what you bring to the marketplace it just seems to be such a great fit for what we're all trying to do and achieve right now. So I only wish you well and thank you again for joining me. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Feedback is always welcome. And I would appreciate introductions to potential future guests to invite onto the podcast. But that's it for today. Thanks for listening and bye for now.